Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 54. Now, this week my hot topic is patience because it came up quite a few times in check-ins. This week people talking about being impatient, lacking patience, needing more patience and I somewhat disagree with a lot of that. Are people impatient? Yes. Do they need patience to lose weight? No. And here's why. So for for me, my opinion, because that's all this is, there's no science or studies to show that patience is or isn't a problem. But my perspective on this is that one of the biggest reasons people fail with fat loss is because they place too much trust, faith and dependency on things that don't help, like willpower, motivation, patience. If you are dependent on these things, you'll fail. If you've been dependent on them in the past, then it says a lot about why you're here listening to this, right? Why you've, you're still in a position where you have weight to lose, you're still trying to change your diet, etc. So let's focus on patience. If you think you need patience, it suggests that your weight, or it suggests that you think your weight should be going faster than it is or that you should be able to reach your goal much faster than you are. Now that's an unrealistic expectation and that's the problem. It's not a lack of patience. So here's here's an example of how I help people manage these unrealistic expectations and remove patience from the equation. Uh, let's say Susan has checked in with me. We've done a check-in and we went through the whole check-in and at the very end she said that she's disappointed or feeling deflated or disheartened, whatever other words people use, because she's only lost 1.6 pounds over a fortnight or 0.8 pounds per week. Now, before I, this is where my coaching style is very different to what I've seen from most people or how most people talk to others, most people would dive dive right in here with reassurance and encouragement and um, putting minds at ease and all the rest of it, trying to convince someone how great their progress is. Now, I am I'm very, I think, I'm trying to come up with a term for the way I coach, but I feel like a, a good term for it would be like reverse coaching, where I always like to come at things from a completely different angle. So before we go diving in with reassurance, encouragement or anything like that, I will ask a few questions first, right? Number one, tell me how much weight you think you should have lost, Susan. So asking that question, right? So at the moment, all she knows is that she's unhappy with losing 1.6. It doesn't seem like enough. Awesome. What we need to establish here is what do you think enough is? Tell me how much weight you think you should have lost and what number, or you know, to add to that, I would say, tell me the number that you need to see when we do these check-ins for you to be happy with your weight loss. What will it take for you not to be disappointed with your progress? Now, she'll come back to me and probably say, say something like, well, I would like to be losing one and a half to two pounds per week, right? Most people do. It's Everybody wants to lose weight in the fastest way possible in the shortest amount of time. 
People tend to know that once you get beyond two pounds a week, you're starting to get unrealistic. But there are many people who think much higher numbers than that are realistic, right? But let's say Susan comes back to me and she says she wants to be losing a pound and a half to two pounds per week, right? And that then gives me an opening. It gives me the opportunity to have a very realistic conversation with her because this isn't an impatience or a, an impatience or patience issue. It's a lack of understanding issue. The losses that you see on the scale, they're not random. Your body doesn't just make the numbers up. You know, you don't go off and do the things, come back, and every week you just get a random number. What you see when you step on the scales over a prolonged period of time, not on a daily basis, not day to day, uh, because that's mostly fluctuations. But if you step back and look at your weight, what your weight has done across a month, then what you are seeing is the end result of a math equation. In case you don't know, I'm sure I've probably covered this at some point during these podcasts, but one pound of fat, as a reminder, contains the equivalent of 3,500 calories worth of energy. So when you gain a pound of fat, it's because you consumed 3,500 calories more than your body needed. And it doesn't have anywhere to go. It, it's too many calories. It's not going to use them because it's got plenty of other calories to use. It has to be stored and it gets stored on and around your body as body fat, right? That's how we gain weight. We lose weight in the exact same way, but in the reverse process. To lose one pound, you must deprive your body of 3,500 calories. Now, 3,500 calories very conveniently splits over seven days into 500 calorie pieces. So if Susan is burning around 2,000 calories a day, for her to lose one pound per week, she needs to consume 1,500 calories per day. So that's every day she's having 500 less. By the end of the week, she should lose somewhere around a pound. I say somewhere around because we never burn the exact same calories every day. And even with our best efforts, you can't be 100% accurate with your tracking because, oh God, for various factors, but the, the biggest one, like food labels are allowed to be inaccurate within a percentage. So you can't, you can never have absolute accuracy. So even the best efforts might not lead to that pound. So that's why we always say somewhere around a pound. Now, as she's losing or lost 0.8 pounds per week, she is probably consuming closer to 1,600 calories. And that's fine at, at my end. I'm, I'm not the one that's unhappy about the progress she's making. I just look at these numbers and see, is this person's goal fat loss? Yes. Is this person losing fat? Yes. Does the level of progress that this person is making match the tracking they're showing me and their efforts? Yes or no? If yes, awesome. Everything's fine. But it's only the it's it's the person at the other end. If they're unhappy with the process of making, then we have to have this discussion. So, as she's losing about about 0.8 of a pound a week, she's consuming closer probably to the 1600 calorie mark. Right? I'll point out to her, <clears throat> and this is where the realistic conversation comes into it. Right? I'll point out to Susan and say, if you want to, you know, here's what you're losing just now. And here's the level of calories you're consuming to make that happen. If you want to increase your rate of loss to a pound and a half per week, you will have to find a way of coming down from your current 1,600 calories a day 
to around 1,250 calories per day. Right now, rather than just asking someone what they want their progress to be, you also have to point out to them what it's going to take to achieve that. Because everybody has a limit, right? On paper, losing two pounds a week works out brilliantly, right? You just write the numbers down and boom, there we go. It's when you try to apply that to real life that things start to become difficult. Everyone has a limit. Someone could eat, you might find someone that easily gets by on 1600 calories and can lose 0.8 of a pound a week for months. And then if I said to that person, you know, they, they, they come to me one day and say, right, I want to, I want to lose a pound and a half a week. Great. You'll have to come down to 1200, 1250 calories to do that. And they go, okay, let's do it. And they can't do it. The last two days, their, their, their hunger goes through the roof and they're eating everything in sight. And they lose no weight that week because they just push their limit too far, right? Everybody has a limit. There's only so much you can underconsume by before you're pushing it too far. And it's about finding, you know, your pro the best progress will be made at the point that you can comfortably sustain, right? So if you are happy at 1600 and you're losing 0.8 of a pound a week for months, then what's the problem? You're happy with what you're doing you're getting the results, you know when you're going to reach your goal versus trying to get by on super low calories and battling with it every day, not succeeding every day, overeating. And what happens a lot of the time, like everybody wants to stick to 1200 calories, not everybody, but most people, right? It's the popular poster number for calorie counting for some reason. If someone, and I've not done the maths on this, so don't sit with a calculator and work it out, right? But let's say someone tries to stick to 1,200 calories per day and they manage it for two days and the rest of the time they're up at 1,600, 1,700. And they've spent a week battling to work to 1,200. They managed it for two days. The other five days they're at 1,700. Fuck it, I'll get the calculator up because I don't want to sound like a dick when I do this. Um, 1,700 times 5, right? So 8,500 calories plus the 2,400 from the two days at 1,200 is 12,000 calories in a week. So 10,900 calories in a week, divide that over seven. They've tried to stick to 1250 a day. It's been a horrendous experience for seven days because every day they've been battling with hunger, trying to stick to 1200. They failed on five of the days. They feel terrible about that. The outcome of that is they end up having 1550 calories, 1550 calories a day on average. So would it have been better then to just aim for 1500, be more comfortable, be more happy, not battling with your hunger and still get the same result as you got anyway versus the horrible approach. Anyway, everybody has a limit, right? And it's that thing I've spoken about before where weight gain has no limit, weight loss has a limit. You can overconsume by thousands upon thousands of calories. You could gain a pound of fat every single day if you did, if you wanted to, if your calorie burns 2,000 and you have five and a half thousand a day, you'll gain a pound of fat a day. You'll gain 10 pounds in 10 days. However, to lose 10 pounds, 
you're limited by the number of calories you can under-consume by. So if you can only go down to 1500s when your calorie burns 2000, then it's going to take you 10 weeks to lose that 10 pounds. But you can gain it in 10 days. So weight gain has no limit. Weight loss is very different. Anyway, back to Susan. So I said, I will point out to Susan that if she wants to lose a pound and a half a week, she needs to find a way of coming down from her current 1600 to 1250 every day. And like I said, that might sound attractive because the £1.5 sounds attractive because you start doing the numbers in your head and you say, well, I want to lose £15, so that means it will take me 10 weeks, right? And it's very easy to sell yourself on that. You also have to look at, well, what am I actually going to have to do to achieve that? Okay, I'm going to have to have 1250 calories a day every day for 10 weeks. So then I'll follow those up with questions and say, Based on what you're doing at the moment, how you're feeling every day, what your hunger levels are like, um, how you're how you're able to navigate social occasions, you know, are you having to miss out on anything? Da, 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 da. How realistic would it be for you to drop your calories by 350 every single day? Will you be able to get by on 350 calories or less worth of food every day? How would you how will you navigate the increase in hunger? How exposed will you be to unplanned eating occasions? Like when your hunger increases, are you likely to snack more? Are you likely to eat more while you're preparing a meal? Are you likely to pick at kids' leftovers, etc.? How might it affect your mood? Like are you prone to emotional eating? Are you going to put yourself in a horrendous mood by trying to stick to a very low level of calories and end up overeating at night in response to that mood? So it's not ever, it's, it's never... As simple as just dropping calories. Everything has a consequence. So like once Susan had answered these questions, I would then step it up a gear and say, right, based on what you've said about a pound and a half, tell me how realistic you think it would be for you to lose two pounds a week by dropping to 1,000 calories a day. Okay? Basically... We're trying to hammer home how unrealistic the results that Susan wants are for her. If someone had a lot of weight to lose, then yes, they could lose two pounds a week. You know, if someone's calorie burn as a result of their weight is up at 3,000 calories, is it realistic for that person to get by on 2,000? More so than someone trying to get by on 1,000. But basically, Susan wants... She wants the you know she wants to lose two pounds per week, but she wants to do it using an approach that's leading to a 0.8 of a pound loss. She wants the thousand calories per day results, but she wants to eat sixteen hundred calories. Do you see what I mean? She wants to she wants to eat in a way that helps her lose zero point eight, but she wants to see two pounds on the scales. So you can see now that this this has got nothing to do with patience. This isn't this is, we're so far removed from patience at this point. This all comes down to a lack of understanding about what the human body how the human body works and what it's capable of. You know, if you're burning 2000 calories a day, real not not even realistically, that's not realistic, but on paper, the most amount of weight you could lose in a week is four pounds by creating a 2,000 calorie deficit and eating nothing for seven days. Right now, 
I almost said realistically, right? That's not realistic because nobody's going to manage that. On paper, sounds great. Lose four pounds in a week. Fuck yeah. What do I need to do to do that? Eat nothing for seven days. What? <laughs> so this isn't, you know, these aren't patience issues. It's lack of understanding and just unrealistic expectations. You know, I want my body to show me this, but I don't, I'm not going to do the things to, to help it show me. Most of you listening to this have spent time at Slimming World and Slimming World and Weight Watchers have a lot to answer for when it comes to these expectations of losing three, four, five, six pounds plus in a week, right? Because you saw it happening or you think you saw it happening, but you'll never see the same person lose that every single week. You've never seen someone lose four pounds a week every week for six months. doesn't happen. It's easy to forget all the gains and maintains and not turning up to group and disappearing and going off plan in between. And you just focus on these big losses, which Slimming World very cleverly highlights to solidify them in your memory by awarding Slimmer of the Week to those people. Because all that does, it's it's a total mindfuck. Like everything that Slimming World does is designed to manipulate you, basically, right? Oh, you've lost four pounds this week. No, you haven't. But you've lost four pounds this week. Let's give you an award and make a big deal about you so that you go home on social media and talk about it. And all your friends and all your followers look at that and go, my God, you can lose four pounds in a week at Slimming World. Where do I sign up? But if we zoom out and look at that one person across a month, week one, they lost a pound. Week two, they gained three because they had a overeating episode. Week three, they lost four. And then week four, they had to maintain. Now, if you if you look at those numbers across a month, that person has lost two pounds across that whole month. Half a pound a week, half a pound a week. But all you remember is that person lost four pounds and was slimmer of the week. That's all you remember. You don't remember the gains and the maintains and you don't do the calculations and figure it all out. All you think is it must be possible for someone to lose four pounds because look, they did it. And that, that person came back from holiday with a 10 pound gain and they lost seven pounds the next week. You must be able to lose seven pounds. And it's not. That person didn't lose four pounds and the person coming back from holiday didn't lose seven pounds. They gave themselves a food and water gain. They got back on hashtag on plan and the following week they lost their food and water gain plus a pound of fat. So as far as fat loss goes, that example, they're losing half a pound a week. And most people would be very unhappy with losing a pound a week. It's these stupid, false massive losses that keep people going. It's what keep people going back and hoping and praying, one week that's going to be me. You know, that was just the loss I needed to motivate me to keep going. Completely oblivious to the fact that they're making hardly any progress. The wonderful thing about fat loss is that it's completely predictable. Completely predictable. If you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat. If you are not losing fat, you are not in a calorie deficit. That's it. It's the wonderful thing about science. There's safety and comfort in that certainty compared to doing things like Slimming World does, where you just, you get this book, you open it up and you say, right, if I eat these free foods and if I have that many sins and if I do this with the healthy extras, then when I step on the scales, hopefully, hopefully, 
hope isn't a strategy, but hopefully the scales will be lower next week. It doesn't always work out that way. In fact, it rarely works out that way. There are the select few who are very rare that will lose every single week. Uh, they're rare, but the, the when I say they're rare, it's the, it's the way that Slumming World monitor it that makes them rare. So, for example, I work with people who mostly lose weight every single week, but most of the people I work with are weighing daily. So they're able to see their losses versus someone going to Slumming World who just steps on the scales once at a random time of night in the local church hall on an uneven floor on a set of scales that thousands of people have stepped on um, and they take that number as their measure of progress, which is ridiculous. And we've spoken about that in other episodes, but I don't want to fucking dive into it on this one. Because contrary to popular belief, I hate having to talk about Slumming World. But yeah, um, the people I work with lose weight every week. And people at Slimming World, there are people who are losing weight every week but don't see it because of the way they use the scales. They step on it once a week. You know, you step on it one Monday and you're down a pound. You step on it the next Monday and you're up three pounds. And you're up three pounds because of whatever you did at the weekend, not because of what you've done for a whole week. Just follow what it's a follow on from your eating and drinking and habits over a weekend that's it it's water food weight anyway you can see now right what my view you, you should understand by now my views on patience okay there's it's not required you don't need patience to lose weight if you do you're probably going to be unsuccessful because how do you increase your patience? Like, what's the process for increasing your level of patience? Tell somebody, tell me what that is, and then also tell me how. What's what's the process for increasing your willpower? Tell me your three-step strategy for increase physically increasing something that doesn't exist. Willpower isn't a strategy. Patience isn't a strategy, right? I have worked with countless people who will tell me that I just need to be more patient. Like, cool. please tell me how you're going to do that. You're not doing it at the moment. You're not patient right now. What's what's going to change about you that's make, going to make you go from being impatient to suddenly being patient? If it was as easy as that, you would have done it ages ago and we wouldn't be having this conversation. So this is why these intangible things like patience, willpower, and motivation aren't strategies. They're not something you should be dependent on and they're not something you should be uh, allowing to dictate your progress and your success. We can talk about the others another time, but when it comes to patience, like park that to the side and instead learn more about how your body works. Learn more about what's realistic and then patience doesn't come into it. Once you realize that, you know, the lowest calories you can stick to while, you know, let's say you're like Susan, you're burning 2000 calories and you discover that the lowest calories you can stick to over a prolonged period of time is like her 1600. Great. If you are happy, comfortable, enjoying the food that you're eating, you're not missing out on anything. You're able to do everything in moderation. You're still able to go out for a meal each week. You're still able to have a takeaway. You can still have a glass of wine. And you're enjoying the process. That is far more important for your long-term progress. 
And if that leads to a zero pound, a zero point eight pound a week loss, then fine. That the 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 enjoyment part is more important. You just take the results that go with it. You know what, what's an extra point two of a pound going to do that point eight of a pound isn't. You know why does it take an extra zero point two pounds to to make you happy, to allow you to be happy with your progress? I guess it comes down to people focusing too much on the scales. You know that the scales are, they allow the scales to dictate success. You know, a pound a week is success. Zero point eight isn't. Yeah, but you know, this pound a week, are you happy with that? You know, are you physically happy with what you're doing and what you're eating and all the rest of it? Everybody has a limit. You know, it's not a case of every single person is going to be able to lose a pound a week every single week. For some people, it might be a piece of piss. Your your sweet spot might lead to a pound a week loss. Somebody else's sweet spot might lead to half a pound a week loss. But here's the thing. If you can find, you know, if you can lose half a pound a week every week for a year, you will be, and you enjoy the process throughout, you know, you don't feel like you're dieting, then you will lose 26 pounds in a year. Versus trying to double the size of deficit you're in to lose a pound a week, being miserable, only managing it for a couple of weeks at a time, and not only have you spent a year being miserable while trying to force yourself to diet, you get to the end of the year and you've either lost nothing or you've gained weight. So it's far better to... The the enjoyment, enjoying the process is far more important for your long-term success than what the exact number coming off every week is. But, you know, when when people come from places like Weight Watchers and Slimming World, where absolutely everything comes down to the scales, you know, you spend, you go off on your own for seven days doing all the things, you come back to the class every week, And it all boils down to that one single moment when you step on the scales where you will then be judged. You know, if it's a loss, great, well done, success. If it's a maintain, mm, not bad, but at least it's not a gain. If it's a gain, right, fucking big drama. Give me your book. Let's see where you've went wrong because it's not the plan's fault. You must have fucked up somewhere. So let's find out where it is so we can blame you and then we can tell you to do better next time. Anyway. That's all you need from me today. Forget patience. Forget patience. It's it's not required because your impatience is not with your progress. Your impatience is created by your unrealistic expectations of progress. Once you manage your expectations and you understand what your body is capable of, impatience doesn't come into it. Until next time. <laughs>